Yo, 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 yo. Welcome in, folks, to another edition of Cooler Talk. I'm glad you guys can take some time out of your day and join me. I am your host, Stevie Dollars. Welcome in again. Got a lot of things I like to talk on as I've, um, since we last brought your podcast, some things I've seen in the sports world that just kind of caught my eye. Um, a lot of people down still are trying to figure out where the Jaguars are going to go from here after the firing of their offensive coordinator. Me, myself, and I, I wouldn't mind seeing them guys losing the rest of their games. They're not going to where I thought they were going at the beginning of the year anyway. So, I mean, that's just my little take of things. Um, whoever Tom brings in, I hope that, you know, it's the right guy to take us to where we all want us to go and believe that they can go, which is the Super Bowl. But um, something that caught my eye when Shefty tweeted out Monday, um, for those of you guys don't know, Reuben Foster, former Alabama linebacker, um, once San Francisco linebacker, has, since he got in the league, been running into trouble with the law. Now, it's one thing to get in trouble with the law maybe once or twice. You know, you're young, you got a lot of money. You know, you may catch a DUI or something. None of that stuff is good, but nevertheless, not as bad as getting arrested for, let's say, domestic violence. And that's what happened to Ruben Foster. Um, the San Francisco 49ers was in Tampa getting ready to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And on Saturday, he got detained and picked up by, I believe, Hillsbury County. That's the county in Tampa Bay. He got picked up by them on a... Domestic violence charge um, is, was filed uh, by his on-again, off-again girlfriend. Um, now, the crazy part about it is they said that she had a laceration to some part of her body, maybe her neck or eye. I don't remember the exact part of it. Um, I didn't really spend too much time on it because that's not my thing. Um, so, yeah, he got picked up for that. It's his third time being arrested this year. Now, I'm only leading the to show off the pot with this story to bring up this. The Washington Redskins, the irony, the Washington Redskins, um, they've been in fire recently. For you guys that don't know, there's a lot of sports team that goes by a lot of mascots. We've got the Cleveland Indians, the Atlanta Braves, Florida State Seminoles. The Washington Redskins, you, you can go on and on and on. And a lot of people are protesting some of these squads to change their names, mainly the Washington Redskins. Um, for those who don't know, they're in D.C., District of Columbia, not Washington and on the West Coast. They're on the East Coast, Capitol Hill, the Redskins. Um, a lot of people would love to see them change their name. Daniel Snyder ain't changing a name. He's saying it's been around for too long. And the bottom line is it makes him too much coin. And for them to be under fire for that and they're kind of, you know, you don't hear that talked about as much. But they bring in Reuben Foster, who has a history of, you know, just straying in with the police getting arrested. Now, all his arrests haven't been domestic violence. I believe two of them have. He's been arrested five times. I want to say since he's been in the league three times this year, he got picked up on firearm charges, um, marijuana charges. Now, he did get picked up by the char um, the Redskins. The Redskins is funny when you pick up a guy off waivers, you just generally release 
a tweet or something say, hey, we got this guy claiming them off waivers, but not with Reuben Foster. You knew it was going to be backlash from certain people. So you had to have your acne GM, Doug Williams, issue a statement saying that, hey, they believe in second chances, so to speak. I'm all for that. They're saying they're giving him a second chance on the strength of the matter that a lot of his close friends and college teammates are now with Alabama, and they just spoke highly of Ruben as a person and think that they can help him get his act together. All for it. All for it. Now, the commissioner stepped in, put him on the commissioner exempt list, so he can't play. He can't practice until the legal situation, you know, goes through and proves itself. I mean, that process plays itself out. The Redskins already said that they're going to go ahead and have him meet with different counselors within the organization, blah, 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 blah. I say that to say this. If this man can get a shot, then I'm like Kenny Stills. Why can't Kaepernick get a shot? The Jaguars are turning to Cody Kessler, guys. He's a quarterback that was drafted out of USC. He wasn't all that at USC, but hey. He went to USC, played big-time college football. He got a look from somebody. He didn't have a strong arm. He's good at good and quick with his decision-making, but he has a noodle arm, as they would say. He's not going to throw the ball deep or anything like that. And most interestingly, stat that I ran across is the guy's 0-8 as a, as a starter. 0-8. Let me be clear about that. 0-8. I understand the Jaguars want to throw a lightning rod into it right now, but one of the reasons I said that they let me down as a Super Bowl pick is because the lack of depth at key positions. Offensive line, key injuries. They're going through like their fourth, fifth, maybe even sixth left tackle since Cam Robinson went down. So many changes on the offensive line due to the lack of depth. At the running back position, Fournette misses half of the year. They have a lack of depth at that because the only other two backs they had was Corey Grant and Yeldon, which was serviceable, but the offense is surrounded by a power bulldozer back. They didn't have that when Fournette went down, and they ain't going to have that this Sunday because the NFL decided to suspend Fournette for his actions up in Buffalo when he attacked Shaq Lawson. Tom Coughlin has some things about that to say, but this isn't basically – this isn't a podcast centered around the Jaguars, but they're one of the teams – the brain back to the center point at hand that I wanted to open up the show with. If Ruben Foster can get a second chance, I believe Colin Kaepernick should get a second chance. Damn it, I just said Ruben Foster had five arrests, and it's a time since being in the NFL. Guy was just drafted a couple of years ago. He had three arrests so far this year. All Kaepernick did was decide to take a damn knee and donate his salary to bring about, and he was using his freedom of speech. And all he was doing was bringing about um, light to social injustice for those of minority. These guys done, done basically exiled him out the league. But then in looking up and digging up some further research, Kaepernick feels the same way I feel that he's not getting a fair shake because of his, I guess, stance on political issues. And using his platform as a starting quarterback. So they he's not privileged as others. 
to where he can do certain things and, you know, they turn their cheek. So in essence, he's taken out a lawsuit of collision against the NFL. And at this point, they were trying to reach a settlement on the matter, but neither side could agree to the settlement. So later on next year, 2019, Kaepernick and the NFL will take that collusion case to trial in some hotel room up in the Boston somewhere area like that. And they're going to hear it out. And then, hey, we're going to see where that ends at that. And then just maybe, just maybe they'll finally open the gates and let this guy in. They probably won't. But just maybe they will. And is that the reason why the real reason why Kaepernick? isn't getting a job the buffalo bills lose not only do they lose josh allen for a little while they don't go with nate peterman the peterman they don't go with him all these free agent quarterbacks out there excuse me they overlook kaepernick's name and they bring in matt barkley now granted matt barkley did his thing and he beat the jets whoop-de-doo but he's not Colin kaepernick he never rushed for 165 yards in a playoff game. He never led a team to a Super Bowl and almost had an incredible comeback when the lights went out and they cut back on. Yes, folks, Kaepernick has, I believe, the single game playoff rushing record for a quarterback against Green Bay in the divisional round for San Francisco. Kaepernick's a baller, guys. He's ready. Kenny Steele said in an interview last week in the Dolphins locker room that he talks to Kaepernick every week. Every week. And he's telling Kaepernick, hey, stay ready, man. Stay ready. Somebody's going to call you. Stay ready. Kaepernick's representatives have reached out to NFL teams. When injuries and releases, different things play out, just, just buying to get a tryout. If not at the facility, hey, we'll do a private thing where you guys tell us where to go or you come out here and take a look at him. But the interesting thing that I did see in the collusion case, yeah, they they have passed away in the um the Seahawks owner and the Texans owner, Bob McNair, and I can't think of the Seahawks owner name at the time, but they are included in the collision case. They did have affidavits and testimonies previous to this that they are subject to be used once they bring that up in the collision case. But we all know how Bob McNair felt felt about the players kneeling. And once I've said all the time, once a racist, always a racist. That isn't something that they teach you in school. That's something that's taught on the home front. And he said, we can't have the slaves running the plantation or something like that. Very interesting words by Bob McNair, whose starting quarterback happened to be black or happens to be black. And Deshaun Watson, he was on fire last year at the time when he said it during his rookie year prior to him hurting his knee in practice on a non-contact um, injury. So my thing is this. The collusion case is really like they, the the owners are that that close together that, hey, they're willing to sacrifice wins and losses because just to keep this guy out of the league when a lot of them know that he can make their team better. He can come to Duval right now, and yeah, they ain't going nowhere now because they're 3-8. and eight. They're out of it. 
But he'll be a lot better than Cody Kessler. For the longest, um, you know, Blaine Gabbert back up at Tennessee. So there's Nick Foles. Yeah, he's a Super Bowl MVP, but Nick Foles had one good game, folks. Kaepernick's better than him. He's better than the man. He won't go to New York, but he's better than that mess they got in Eli and, and behind Eli. The bottom line is if Reuben Foster can get a chance and he's liable to punch his girl in the eye, if she makes his food wrong, who knows what wet makes him tick. And I'm not trying to be funny because that's a very sensitive subject. But if Reuben can get a job, why can't we look at Colin Kaepernick? That's all I wanted to say, folks. Why we can't look at Colin Kaepernick? Maybe next year, like I said, since they didn't reach a settlement, maybe next year, maybe, just maybe next year, he'll get a good look. And we won't know. Now, I come to you guys here, Stevie Dollars again, um, coming to you live, bringing to you cooler talk. Once again, I'm available on all platforms, um, the Google Play Store, out there on the Apple side of the podcast. You can also look me up, Stevie Dollars, Stevie underscore Dollars, D-O-L-L-A-Z, on the Twitter app, as well as you can look up Cooler Talk on, uh, look us up on Facebook, that's facebook.com forward slash Cooler Talk. Now, we got some good games coming up here. Um, in the NFL starting this week, Thursday, the Saints take on the Cowboys. Now, at first glance, looking at it, you, you think, man, the Cowboys don't have a chance. The Saints are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. They've been averaging about 36 points a game this year. The last four games, they've been just blowing people out. They've been scoring 40 points in, by halftime in some cases. They beat the Rams, but the thing that caught my eye, they ain't in the Superdome. They are going to Dallas. Dallas, Drew Brees, Dak Prescott, when I, when I look at picks, I always start with the quarterback and generally think the team with the better quarterback play has a chance of winning the game. But Dallas defense isn't a pushover. Dallas has one of the best defensive lines in the league. Matter of fact, they're in the top and the top 10 in every major defensive category from third to um, points allowed per game to total yards per game. Their secondary is um, pretty good. They're not locked down, but they're, they're not bad. Um, they got Demarcus Lawrence, got about an eight and a half sacks. He um, is up there in pressures of the quarterback. You just got to think at some point in time, um, the Rams, uh, not the Rams, the Saints are going to be in one of those games where, like Demarcus Lawrence says, they ain't scoring 30 or 40 points by halftime. When you look up, they may be they may be up 17 to 9 or 17 to 10, 17 to 13, however you have it. And now things that they were just easily, freely once doing, that, hey, maybe they're not doing that as much right now. Maybe they're starting to think about things a little bit more and all that stuff moving a little bit slower, not playing as freely as they have in the past. And according to the ESPN write-up that I read on yesterday, Demarcus Lawrence said that's where you take them and you choke them around the neck. You put your foot on their throat. You go after them. I like that attitude. Um, the Cowboys are 6-5. and five. 
They are coming into the game in first place now. Winners of three games in a row after winning Thanksgiving Day last Thursday against Washington. Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott had a coming out party. But the real reason why the Cowboys have been winning is because they've been giving the ball to Ezekiel Elliott. I think during this three-game winning streak, Zeke has been averaging the most yards by a running back as well as touches. So, the Saints, um, they did give up big points to Todd Gurley. Now, the Saints have a good defense as well. They play fast. They get turnovers. But you got to feel that the Cowboys can dominate the line of scrimmage both offensively and defensively. They're giving the ball to Zeke. They're slowing the game down, keeping Breeze and that high-flying unit on the sideline, limiting their opportunities. It's going to be easier said than done. They're seven-and-a-half dogs. It's a 52-point over under is what they're predicting both teams to score. Me, myself, and I, dollars, I'm going to have to say I'm on the side of the under. I don't see this game being a real shootout. I actually see it being probably, um, you know, 20 to 17, 20 to 16, something on that crazy 23, 24. I don't see it. I don't see neither team scoring no more than 24 points, honestly. Um, I do think both defenses are good. The Cowboys are going to want to prove something. Now, the Saints, they win this game, and the Cowboys and the Carolina Panthers lose Sunday to the Bucks in Tampa. Then the Saints have wrapped up the NFC South with about give and take three games, four games left to go after this week. Yeah, I have about four games left to go. I just don't think they're going to go into Big D, hot take, and they're going to win this game. I think the Cowboys are going to find a way to win. If not win, I'm going to say definitely keep it close. And they're going to they're going to hold tight to that spread. Out on a limb him here because I know you guys love for me to pick winners and losers, and I'm going to have to say. I think the Cowboys get it done at home. Now, it's not a short week for the Saints, neither. They played at home last Thursday night against the Falcons. Um, They did come away victorious. Drew Brees was throwing touchdowns to everybody outside of the people he's been throwing touchdowns to. He probably didn't even meet some of the people he threw touchdowns to last week um, prior to the game because they were just brought up or signed off the street. But that's how good and efficient They've been this year. Drew Brees has arguably been playing MVP um, football. They're off to their best start since 2009 when they started 13-0 and they won the Super Bowl that year. But like I said, I like the Cowboys to find a way to get it done on Thursday night football to start off your football week. And um, again, that's my hot take on today. I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. Such a short show today. Short, sweet, and quick. Just wanted to get um a voice out there in the word um that I have for Thursday is I think the Cowboys are gonna upset the Saints. Or if not upset, if you guys like to do the over and under, you can bet that this game's gonna stay under the 52 points and the Cowboys are gonna do it just enough. If they don't win, they're gonna lose by less than seven points. So it's gonna be a close game. Um I'll definitely be back. Um, tomorrow morning with the regular show it will be posted on the website or through the anchor app and available on every major platform we'll uh, go back into our picks for the upcoming week and i definitely um get ready to chime in on the big college football games this weekend but yeah um 
Back again to what I stated before, Ruben Foster's getting another chance with the Redskins. Oh, how the irony would be if the Redskins just say, you know what? Alex Smith is out for the year. Colt McCoy needs another salvage or backup. Let's just bring in Colin Kaepernick to finish off the year. You know, I mean, hey, they want us to change our name. We got a guy that beats up on his girlfriend from time to time. Let's go ahead and bring in a social activist to balance it all out. <laughs> Again, this has been Stevie Dollars, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cooler Talk. And until the next time, stay warm out there and see y'all later. Peace.